Hello, everyone. I'm Carrie. And I'm Will. And this is the Baseball and Train Podcast, where a husband and wife get together and discuss the current happenings of Major League Baseball. We're not doing any opening day countdowns anymore. It is four days post-opening day. And it's 10.30 at night, and we're doing this opening weekend recap. After doing four days of baseball. Yep. In a row. We are super tired, but we're going to get through this together. Yes. All right, so... The formatting is going to have to just be a little bit different for these episodes because it's just 100% different content. Yeah, it's basically just listing everything that happened in all these series, so... Yeah, so the the goal is to essentially give you a game-by-game recap summarizing the series for all of the teams that are playing. Which is all of them. And then we'll discuss at the end what our takeaways are from the series overall. Kind of general stuff, like especially with the new rules, like our reactions to the pitch clock, because we watched all three of the Rays games in person this weekend. So we'll have some stuff on that. But let's go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. All right, so the first series that we have is going to be the Giants at Yankees. Also, would like to warn you, please excuse any weird fluctuations in our voices. Like we said, we just watched all three race games in person. There was a screaming. Yes. Mostly me, but there was screaming. And mostly positive. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Game one. In Game 1, Aaron Judge hit a home run in his first at-bat of the season. First swing. First swing of the season, where he picked up where he left off 62 last year and already got one in the first swing of his season. Garrett Cole is the first Yankee pitcher with double-digit Ks on opening day. He had 11, and Anthony Volpe made his MLB debut, and he stole his first base of the year. Bases are bigger, so he goes ahead and gets his first stolen base. Yankees take game one, five to zero. Game two. Anthony Volpe records his first major league hit. Jock Peterson scores the Giants' first run of the season on a solo home run to cut it to two to one Yankees. Brandon Crawford hits a two-run home run to take a three-two lead in the fifth for San Francisco. Anthony Rizzo tied the game at three. On a double to right in the bottom of the fifth. The Giants then scored two runs without a ball leaving the infield in the top of the sixth. I believe there was an error committed by Volpe in that inning. He tried to dive for a ball and it bounced off his glove. Giants would add two more runs in the ninth against the Yankees closer Clay Holmes to make it 7-3. to three. With the bases loaded and down by two in the bottom of the ninth, John Carlos Stanton grounded into a double play. It looked questionable if the second baseman kept his foot on the base when he made the turn, but the play stood after umpire review. That game ended in a win for San Francisco, 7-5 to five over the Yankees. Game three. Aaron Judge hits another solo home run in the third inning. He tied Don Mattingly for 11th most home runs in Yankees history. Giancarlo Stanton also added a 485-foot home run in the third inning as well. Almost a 500-foot bomb. That's pretty fucking far. Yeah. Kyle Higashioka also hit a solo home run in the fourth inning. And Yankees starting pitcher Johnny Brito who is filling in for their multiple starting pitching injuries, pitches five shutout innings in his major league debut. Pretty impressive. Pretty on par for a Yankee pitcher. I feel like when that happens, sometimes it's just that the opposing team doesn't have a familiarity with what they're going to do. Either way, it led to a 6-0 win for the Yankees which brought the series win to the Yankees in 2-1. to one. Next series. Braves at Nationals, Game 1. 
Max Freed exited the game with an injury after only 3.1 innings pitched. He pulled up with a wince as he ran over to cover first base on a ground ball. Looked as if he pulled his hamstring. Uh, Nationals pitcher Patrick Corbin was also pulled after 3.1 innings pitched, but it was due to his performance, not an injury. Nationals shortstop C.J. Abrams had three errors. Nationals were within striking distance 4-2 until Darno hit a 2-RBI double to make it 6-2. He scored on a throwing error by Abrams. To make the final score... Atlanta 7, Washington 2. Game 2. Donald Acuna and Matt Olson go back-to-back solar home runs in the first inning. Two batters, two runs. Ozuna added another home run in the fifth inning. Spencer Strider had nine strikeouts in six innings pitched. Matt Olson hit a second home run in the seventh, a two-run home run to make it seven to nothing. And Kiebert Ruiz hit a blast to right field to put up a run for the Nationals in the ninth. Making the final score, Atlanta 7, Washington 1. Game 3. Nationals loaded the bases on two singles and a walk, then got an RBI single, two RBI walks, and a sack fly to score four runs in the first inning off of Jared Schuster, who was making his MLB debut for the Braves. Yikes. Travis Darno gets an RBI single in the fourth. The final score was Washington 4, Atlanta 1. The Braves win the series 2-1. to one. Next up, we have the Orioles at the Red Sox, Game 1. Adley Rutschman was batting 1,000 after Game 1. He went 5-for-5 five five with a home run on his first swing of the season, matching Aaron Judge fellow AL East competitor. Funny how I didn't hear about that one, but I heard about Aaron Judge. Right, yeah. Kluber also did not make it more than 3.1 innings pitch. That seems to be like the magical number. In his start, due to walking the bases loaded with the Red Sox already down 3-1, to one, Boston pitchers had eight walks within the first five innings. Masataka Yoshida had his first MLB hit and RBI. And Boston mounted a comeback but fell short. Felix Bautista came in and closed the door for the Orioles to win the game. Final score was Baltimore 10, Boston 9. Game 2. Ryan Mountcastle had a first inning two-run bomb that hits one of the deepest billboards on the Green Monster. Cedric Mullins had a three-run shot to straightaway center to make the Orioles lead 7-1 to in the third inning. Alex Verdugo and Adam Duvall cut the lead to 7-5 to on two two-run homers. Kike adds another home run in the seventh to cut the Orioles' lead to eight to six. Adam Duvall hit a ground rule double in the eighth to cut it to eight to seven. If it wasn't for the Fenway low right field wall, it would have been at least tied. Justin Turner had to go back to third base because he would have scored on if the ball stayed in play. And then Orioles left fielder Ryan McKenna drops a ball that would have for sure been the final out. It was like a pop fly to left field. And it went in and out of his glove. The next batter, Adam Duvall, hit a walk-off two-run home run to win the game 9-8 for Boston. Game three. Kike Hernandez hit a solo home run, and Alex Verdugo had an RBI single in the second to go up 3-0. Adam Frazier had a two-run home run, and Mullins a solo home run in the fifth, tied at 3-3. Adam Duvall added another two RBI with a two-run single in the bottom of the fifth. Cedric Mullen strove in two to cut the lead to six to five in the seventh. Costas and Kike added two RBI in the bottom of the seventh to extend the lead again. Verdugo makes it nine to five in the bottom of the eighth on an RBI single. Final score, Boston nine, Baltimore five. Boston wins the series two to one. The next series is the Brewers at Cubs. Game one. Marcus Stroman had a great start going six shutty with eight strikeouts. He allowed three hits and three walks. I think it was because he was on our opening day graphic. Yeah. We are a good luck charm. We are. Everything we say or do happens. So it's either good or bad. It can be both. Cubs put up four runs on Brewers ace Corbin Burns, who lost his arbitration because of Brewers saying he wasn't a factor in their postseason run. He was the reason why they didn't make it. So Whoop. not a not a great showing for him at the outset, but he'll probably rebound. Way to prove him wrong. Dansby Swanson got three hits in his debut as a Cub. And the final 
Chicago 4, Milwaukee 0. Game 2. Joey Weimer's first MLB hit was the first pitch he saw, a line drive double. Dansby plays great defense and follows it up with a double in the bottom of the inning. The game was scoreless until Ian Happ hit a solo homer in in the sixth inning. The Brewers put up three runs in the top of the eighth, two of which came on a bloop single to right field by William Contreras. Final score was Milwaukee 3, Chicago Cubs 1. Game 3. Dansby hit an RBI single on the first, but the bases aren't big enough for him as he gets thrown out on a strike him out, throw him out, double play to end the inning. They even made him bigger for you, man. Patrick Wisdom hits a solo home run to make it 2-1 to one in the second. Patty Wiz! That's for you, Nick. Wisdom then throws out Jesse Winker in the next half inning. Garrett Mitchell hits an RBI triple for Milwaukee to make it 3-2 to two in the fourth. But then he gets cut down at home by Dansby Swanson on a chopper to short. Jesse Winker has a two-run single, Adamas an RBI single, a sack fly, and another RBI by Mitchell makes the lead 8-2 to two for the Brewers in the sixth. Jesse Winker adds an RBI on a sack fly in the seventh to make it 9-2. to two. Patty Wiz! It's another solo shot in the bottom half to make it 9-3. to three. Final score of Milwaukee 9, Chicago Cubs 5. Milwaukee wins the series 2-1. to one. Well done, Milwaukee. Next up, we have the Phillies at the Rangers. Game 1. Phillies had all extra base hits versus DeGrom, leading to five runs scored. DeGrom exited after making it 3.2 innings pitch, so you know, oh. better than those other guys, for sure. For sure. Allowing five runs on six hits with seven strikeouts. Nice 5-6-7 there. Rangers responded with a nine-run fourth inning. Robbie Grossman had a game-tying three-run home run, and then they added four more runs with two outs in the inning. Phillies added two more runs later in the game, but ultimately lost. Final score, Texas 11, Philadelphia 7. Game 2. It's another highest-scoring game, at least on the Rangers' side. Mitch Garver hit a three-run home run on a full count with two outs in the fifth. Garver hit another three-run home run in the seventh inning to make it 10-3 at that point. First time a position player has pitched this year. There's, like, new rules about that, right? Yeah. It can, position players can only pitch if a team is down by eight runs at any point or if their team is leading by 10 in the ninth inning. So at that point, I believe it was, like, 13-3. to three. So that leads the game to final score, Texas 16, Philadelphia 3. In Game 3, just wrapped up about an hour ago, the Rangers won 2-1. to one, And Josh Young had a solo home run. And then I believe Simeon knocked in the second round for them. Yes. Yep. In the Bottom fifth, fifth to make the final score 2-1. to one. Texas mm-hmm. wins the series 2-1. to one. Next up, the game you've all been waiting for. Tigers at Rays. Yeah, you... Her voice perked up a little bit. Yeah, it kind of hurt, though. Game one. The Rays wore their Devil Rays throwback jerseys, which is, like, our favorite thing. McClanahan, Best uniforms in Major League Baseball. For sure. I really don't know what they're going to make their City Connect jersey look like, because how do you beat what they already have? Yeah. Honestly. McClanahan threw a six-inning shutty with six strikeouts, four hits, and one walk. Jose Siri homered in the third inning. This is the player that Will is very much excited to watch this year. He's been working on plate discipline and power hitting and just overall hitting. And I combined with how good he is on defense. For him to hit a home run in the third inning of the first game of the year, I felt validated in my excitement for him. Austin Meadows went three for four with a double in his first time hitting at the trap as an opposing player. Um, I saw a really sweet moment where Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau hugged each other and were like friends again on the field, and it made me very sad. When he hit the double and he came up to him at one second, or was it before the game? No, when they were like stretching. And I stuff. think they did it again when he was on second. Oh, I mean, I missed that one. Or Wander did. It was Wander. Oh, that's cute too. We miss you, Austin. The Rays bullpen, which was Poche, Adam, and Fairbanks, only allowed two hits over the final three innings. Final was Tampa Bay Devil Rays, 
four. TBDR. Detroit, zero. Game two. Zach Eflin had his raised debut. He went five innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, five strikeouts. Ray's offense puts together a seven-run third inning. Yandy Diaz, biggest biceps in the league, adds a solo home run in the fourth inning to make it 10-1 Rays. Lost in the shadow of Randy's awesome crossed arm celebration is Yandy is doing a rock the baby celebration for every home run he hits because his wife is pregnant with his first kid. I know you told me that already, but I got the chills. We love babies. Final score, Tampa Bay 12, Detroit 2. Yikes. Game three. So this is the game that we went to today and the reason why we're so tired. Yeah. Jeffrey Springs. Jeffrey. Goes six innings pitch, no hit, 12 Ks, like it's a casual day at the office. He single-handedly gave Ray's fans free tacos. We do love free tacos. Most of you probably aren't going to know this. Every time a Rays pitching staff gets 10 strikeouts in a game, you can get free tacos from Tijuana Flats. Ask us how many times we've ever done that. Yeah. It's kind of like a weird promo because you got to go to a furniture store to get a voucher to go get the tacos. Yeah. (laughs) And we don't live in Tampa, so. (laughs) Randy Rosarina gets his first home run of 2023 to begin the scoring in the fourth. I was stuck getting chicken tenders at that time, so I didn't get to see it. Jose Siri adds a two RBI double in the sixth to make it 4-0. Jake Rogers pads his stats with a solo home run that doesn't factor into the decision. Didn't help. Final score, Tampa Bay 5, Detroit 1. Sweet. We did some housekeeping to start the series. Spring cleaning. 3-0 sweep. Sweepy sweep sweep. Irrelevant to everything. Will said that we should go buy mini brooms. And one of the people that we were with who isn't like a baseball person asked why we would do that. And I said so that we could throw them at people. And it was pretty funny. You had to be there. Even just retelling the story, it wasn't that funny. Not really. It sounds like you're premeditating a crime. It's not a crime. Not a base crime. Not a base crime. No base crimes. There were base crimes. There were base crimes. There were base crimes. Siri had a base crime today. Steery did a base crime. Steery did a base crime. I think Wander had a base crime in game two. I think he, he did? Yep. Um, with series today, we got to see the two disengagement rule thing almost come into effect. It did. Well, not the third one where it's a balk. Yeah. Tiger's pitcher at the time was Jason Foley. And he did try to pick Siri off twice. And then with the two disengagements, that means on the third one, if he tries to get him out again with a pickoff and he doesn't, Siri would automatically have the base. So knowing that he more than likely wasn't going to try to pick him off again because it's ridiculously hard to pick somebody off and get him out, he'd steal second without even a throw down because he had such a good jump. You brought up a good point that I didn't know was in the rules until we looked it up in the middle of the game. Yeah. I wasn't sure if after the two attempts and the successful steal of a base, does the two attempts previously still count as the disengagements for another attempt at him trying to steal a base? As it turns out, it resets if a base is is successfully stolen. Which makes sense, because then like you would have guys just running... Ramp it pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, could have some entertainment value. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Not for that. I mean, the Siri stole two bases in a row in spring training. Yeah. Like, it was nothing. And stole home. So, yeah. We're coming for that ass, hey, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I really want him to steal home in the middle of a regular game. I think that'd Or be... World Series or something like. I just hope we're there. Hopefully it's postseason like Randy did. The next series we have is the Pirates at Reds. Game one. O'Neill Cruz hit a 425-foot laser to right field at 111 miles per hour for his first home run of the year. Hunter Green threw a 105-mile-an-hour fastball. In the dirt. Still 105. 
Fernando Cruz came in to relieve Green. Then he walked in two runs with the bases loaded and threw a wild pitch to allow third. The Reds tied the game on a line drive to right field that was mishandled by Kanan, Smith, and Jigba. Pirates played small ball to take the lead. Leadoff man G1 Bay was walked, advanced on a wild pitch, was bunted over by Austin Hedges, and then a sack fly to left by O'Neill Cruz scored the run. And then David Bednar closes the game and earns a save. Final score, Pittsburgh 5, Cincinnati 4. Game 2. Jonathan India, leadoff home run. Kevin Newman, two-run home run, makes it 3-1 to one Reds in the first. O'Neill Cruz gets an RBI single in the third. Jake Fraley hits a three-run home run in the sixth to give the Reds a 6-2 to two lead. Nick Lodolo had five innings pitched and nine strikeouts for Cincinnati. Final score, Cincinnati 6, Pittsburgh 2. Game 3. The Reds continued their home run derby with a Jason Vosler home run in the second inning. Vosler added a triple in his next at-bat, and he's the first Cincinnati Red since 1949 to have a home run and a triple in his first two at-bats. Brian Reynolds hits his first home run of 2023, which might help his agent negotiate a higher contract for him. And TJ Friedel adds another home run for the Reds in the fifth to make it a 3-1 to one game. The final score was 3-1 to one Cincinnati. Reds win the series 2-1 to one with six home runs hit in the whole series. Next series is Blue Jays at the Cardinals. Game one was off the chain. We were watching it at a Mexican restaurant after we watched the Rays that day. Yeah. <laughs> and getting judged by our server for sure. Oh, well, screw him. (laughs) (laughs) The Blue Jays scored three runs in the first inning. Jordan Walker, Cardinals prospect, making his MLB debut, gets his first hit on a single. The Cardinals tied the game in the fourth on a two-run home run by Brendan Donovan and took the lead on a Paul Goldschmidt two-out RBI single. The Blue Jays tied it back up in the next half inning. Cardinals took the lead back on Walker's first RBI, which was a fielder's choice ground ball, and he beat out the throw from second to first. The Blue Jays took the lead back again the next half inning on a Guerrero line drive single that scored two runs. St. Louis took it right back again on a two-run double by Arenado. Blue Jays took it back again on a bloop single and a sack fly. Bloop. And then... KK scored the go-ahead run, and Jordan Romano closed out the game for the Jays. The final score, unfortunately, was Toronto 10, St. Louis 9. Game 2. Blue Jays left the bases loaded in the first inning. A Matt Chapman error plated the Cards' first run in the third. Nolan Gorman tapped a ground ball past a diving Matt Chapman to add two more runs in the third for St. Louis. Chapman just had a bad third inning. Guerrero scored on a wild pitch in the top of the eighth, but then gave the run back. He could not pick a ball at first base in the bottom of the eighth for the last out of the inning, allowing the cards to go up 4-1. to one. Final score, St. Louis 4, Toronto 1. Game 3. Brendan Donovan hit a leadoff home run. Alec Burleson had a solo home run. Nolan Gorman had a two-run home run, and that was all in the first inning. Blue Jays came back to within one run in the second inning, 4-3. to three. But the Red Birds were the stronger birds, adding runs on an Arenado single and another two-run home run by Gorman. Chris Bassett, one of the Jays' premier off-season signings, allows a career high in runs with nine runs over 3.1 innings pitched. At 3.1 again, all of the runs the Cards scored in the game, all nine runs credited to Bassett. That sucks. Yeah. One bird, two bird, red bird, blue bird. Two birds, one ball. St. Louis wins that series. Two birds to one bird. <laughs> I was thinking two birds, one stone, but when I said two birds, one ball, I just thought of two girls, one cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brain jumped in a really horrible direction. And the next series we have is the Twins at the Royals. Game one, it was a pitcher's duel for much of the game. Royals had a threat in the bottom of the fifth inning with bases loaded, but a ground ball was hit to Joey Gallo. 
He threw home, and then the return throw to the first was made to Nick Gordon covering. A double play ended the inning. The Twins capitalize on a scoring opportunity in the next half inning. Trevor Larnick knocks in Byron Buxton. Donovan Solano pinch hit versus lefty Amir Garrett and drives in another run on a single to left field. Pablo Lopez only allowed two hits and had eight strikeouts in his Twins debut. And the Twins bullpen only allowed two base runners in the final 3.2 innings pitched. 3.2 again. It's 3.1. But then the other person did a 3.2. Broke the 3.1. Yeah. It's just three in general. It's coming up a lot. Final score, Minnesota 2, Kansas City 0. Game 2. Jose Miranda hit an RBI single, and Kyle Farmer hit a sacrifice fly, and those were the only runs scored in the whole game. The Twins recorded back-to-back shutouts to open the season for the first time in club history. The final score was Minnesota 2, Kansas City 0. Deja vu. Whoa. Game 3. Edward Olivares had a solo home run in the second inning for the Royals. Ryan Jeffers hit two RBI singles. For Minnesota, Joey Gallo had a solo and a three-run home run in back-to-back innings. It was sixth and seventh. Larnick adds an RBI single to make the score seven to three Twins, and Olivares tallies another RBI in the ninth. But the final: Minnesota seven, Kansas City three. Twins sweep the Royals three games to zero. Next up, we have the Mets at the Marlins. Game one. Mets had a lot of singles that found the right spots as they put three runs up against Sandy Alcantara. Jazz Chisholm was charged with his first error on a throw to third base that skipped past the third baseman, allowing a runner to move up to second. Heads up, Jazz. You only get three more. Garrett Cooper had two outstanding diving plays at first base and then hit a two-run home run off of Scherzer to tie the game in the sixth. A ball hit to center, got over Jazz's head, and scored two runs. Welp. Jazz, here's your first game. Let's step it up. Final score, New York Mets 5, Miami 3. He didn't get an error on that one. I believe that was a double or a triple. Game 2. Jorge Soler had a leaping catch into right center in the top, and then a moonshot to almost the exact same spot in the field in the bottom half. Jesus Lizard pitched 5.2 scoreless, but left after loading the bases in the sixth. Jazz Chisholm showed. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Luzardo. That's your new nickname. Every time you... I'm going to buy a jersey and put Jesus Lizard on the back. <sighs> I know that I butcher names like really, really often, but I... That was to, intentional. I want to be clear that was intentional. Because Chisholm hit a solo shot into the second deck of right field in the bottom of the eighth, and Pete Alonso hit a solo home run to cut the lead to one in the ninth. Final was Miami 2, Mets 1. Game 3. Gene Segura had a leaping catch to save a run and end the top of the second. Nick Fortes hit a two-run home run into the second deck. Mets played Pepper for most of the game with singles and doubles all over the field, but Mark Canna had a solo home run in the seventh and went three for four with three runs scored and two RBI. Starling Marte added an RBI double in the ninth. Luis Arise went four for five in the loss for Miami, and Daniel Robertson locked down the ninth for the Mets. He seems to be who they will depend on in late-game situations in place of Edwin Diaz, who is most likely done for the season. Insert sad trumpet music here. Final play the trumpet. Final was Met Six, Marlins Two. Game Game four. Four. Jeff McNeil plates two runs on a slow rolling ground ball that he legs out, which caused a rushed throw by the pitcher that went past the first baseman. Luis Arise tied the Marlins' record for the most hits by a leadoff hitter in the first four games of a season. Soler had a RBI double in the bottom of the first. Tommy Pham, Pham Pham, 
hit a two-run home run in the top of the fifth. Pham added another RBI on a double in the seventh. And Kodai Senga had his MLB debut, which elicited 10 whiffs, swinging strikes, 20 called strikes, 8 strikeouts, and 5.1 innings pitched. So in his debut, he pitched two whole innings more than most of everyone else. Including DeGrom. Nice. Who used to be on the Mets. You're of course. Evil. The final score was Mets 5, Marlins 1, and the Mets won the series 3 games to 1. Next up, we have the White Sox at the Astros. Game 1. Dylan Cease retired 18 straight Astros. Not easy. Through the 6th inning, ever after giving up a leadoff single. Both teams had the bases loaded. White Sox had that multiple times and could not score. Astros scored one on a wild pitch in their one in their one of their opportunities. Andrew Vaughn had a two-run double at the top of the ninth to take a three-one lead for the White Sox. And Jordan Alvarez hit a solo blast into the second deck to cut it to three to two, but ultimately the Astros lost. Final score: Chicago White Sox three, Houston two. Game two. The White Sox held a 3-0 lead going into the bottom of the sixth. Lance Lynn picked up where he left off from the World Baseball Classic, pitching 5.2 scoreless until Kyle Tucker hit a two-run home run to center. Lots of nut grabs there, Lance Lynn. Okay. (laughs) Tucker then robbed Benintendi of an extra base hit that would have potentially scored another run for the White Sox. Yordan Alvarez hit a blast into the deepest part of the yard for a three-run double to take the lead in the seventh. Final was Houston 6, White Sox 3. Game 3. Houston had a two-run first inning on four hits. The White Sox left the bases loaded in the third. Sebi Zavala hit a two-run home run to take the lead in the fourth for the White Sox. Astros immediately tied it up in the bottom half of the fourth. Kyle Tucker driving in a go-ahead run in the seventh to put the Astros up 4-3. to three. Elvis Andrews strikes out with mid on first and third in the eighth inning for the White Sox. Astros got two runs with two outs in the bottom of the eighth to extend their lead to 6-3. to three. The Sox added one in the ninth but left two men on base at the end of the game again. Final score, Houston 6, Chicago 4. Cannot miss those opportunities against the Astros. Game 4. Luis Robert. Robert. Ah, I was so close. Luis Robert hit a solo home run in the top of the 5th. The White Sox put together a few more runs in the 6th on RBIs by Andrew Vaughn and Oscar Colas. Tim Anderson hits an RBI double that was inches away from being a home run. Instead, it banged off of the center field fence. Yon Moncada hit a two-run home run in the ninth to add insurance for the Sox. Moncada had three extra base hits with a .444 average, 1.418 OPS. Robert Robert's Kyle Tucker of an extra base hit into the triple's alley, saving two runs. Jose Abreu and David Hensley added RBI singles for Houston. The final was Chicago White Sox 6, Houston 3. And it's a series split 2-2. Two to two. Kind of a shock. And to lose against the White Sox? Not great. It might be legit. They we'll won in two games against the Astros, but... We'll see what happens. Long season. But... In keeping with the 2022 history and the White Sox history of, of mid, they are 500 right now. How mid of you? Two and two. The most mid of mids. Yep, 81-81 last year. You're on the right track, White Sox. Let's do it. Speaking of teams that are going to go 500, Rockies! Game one. Rockies at Padres. Bogarts hit a double in his first Padres at-bat. C.J. Crone hit a three-run home run as soon as Blake Snell gets removed from the game. We know and, how that goes Yeah, that's... as Rays fans. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. He added a solo home run in the seventh and a double in the eighth to go four for five. In the Crone zone, final score was Rockies seven, Padres two. Also shock. Game two. Rockies had two runs in the first after a fielder's choice to Xander Bogarts does not turn into a double play. Bogarts dropped the ball on a transfer. 
To me, it didn't even look like they got the out at second, but they stood after review. Charlie Blackman had a two-run home run on the top of the fifth to make it 4-0 rocks. Pitcher Kyle Freeland had a wild jump throw to get an out on a swinging bunt by Austin Nola. Padres had a 12-inning scoring drop before a sack fly by Bogarts in the bottom of the eighth. Final score, four to Colorado, one to San Diego. Game three. Bogarts hit his first home run with the Padres. It was a two-run shot in the bottom of the first. Waka got his first Padres K and allowed four runs over six innings pitched. Matt Carpenter had a two-run double in the bottom of the third. CJ Crone gets another home run for the Rockies, a two-run home run in the bo- in the sixth inning. The Rockies have five road home runs, which is tied for the MLB lead after being last in 2022. Machado gets an RBI single in the sixth, Juan Soto a two-run single in the eighth inning, and Josh Hader closes the game. Final score, San Diego 8, Colorado 4. Game 4. Trent Grisham hit a solo home run, and Bogarts hit a two-run home run in the third. Ryan McMahon hit his first home run of 2023, and Josh Hader earns his first save of the year. Final was San Diego 3, Colorado 1, and they also had a series split 2-2. Two two. Mid, mid, mid. Angels at the A's. Game 1. Otani went six shutout with 10 strikeouts doing normal Otani things. He left with the Angels leading 1-0. But the Angels' bullpen melted down in the eighth, giving up hits and runs to Tony Kemp, Aledmus Diaz. Final score, Oakland 2, Los Angeles 1. The biggest story out of that game is probably that Anthony Rendon tried to punch a fan after the game. You're a bitch. Yeah. With no contact. So this sounds like you're calling me a bitch. And he's like, yep. Yep. Uh, Apparently the fan or I don't even know. I think it was him. The fan called him a bitch, right? No, I thought he called the fan a bitch. Oh. Anyway, it was it was pretty intense. He was like grabbing the fan by his collar and pulling him down to his face and yelling at him. And then he tried to take a swing after him, swing at him after he let him go. If he had pulled much harder, it looked like either the fan was going to flip over the railing or he was just going to shred that jersey. Yeah. And oh, the funniest thing was Otani's face as he walked by in the background, just like... Doing shocked Otani. Yeah. So he was like the surprise Patrick a little bit, but just not with, <laughs> not with his mouth open. All right. Game two. Shintaro Fujinami debuted, and he started decently with four strikeouts through two innings, but it quickly fell apart with an 11-run third inning, eight of which were credited to him. Yikes. Yeah, but it's kind of cool. I mean, it's unfortunate that he had a rough outing, but his mom got to come over from Japan to watch him. Well, hopefully she only watched the first two innings. (sighs) Love you, Mom. (laughs) The final score was Angels 13, Oakland 1. Game 3. Logan Ohapi had a three-run... I think it's Ohap. Let me say Ohap. I've heard it both ways. Logan Ohap had a three-run home run in the fourth. Mike Trout hit his first home run of the season in the fifth. It was a two-run shot off the facing of the second deck. Otani hits his first the next pitch, also off the facing of the second deck, but on the opposite side of center field. At the Coliseum. Final score, Los Angeles 6, Oakland 0. Angels won the series two games to one. Next up, we have the Diamondbacks at the Dodgers. Game 1. The Diamondbacks had a 2-0 lead in the bottom of the third, but the Dodgers took the lead in bottom of the fifth, scoring two runs with two outs, and they did not look back from there. Final score, Los Angeles, Dodgers 8, Diamondbacks 2. Game 2. Game two was scoreless until Mookie Betts hit a solo home run in the bottom of the seventh. Dustin May was extremely efficient, going seven scoreless innings on 84 pitches. Kyle Lewis hit a two-run home run in the top of the eighth to take the lead for the Diamondbacks. Andrew Chaffin. Chaffin. Dang, I was going to say Chaffin. Andrew Chaffin closes out the game for Arizona. Final score, Arizona 2, Los Angeles 1. Game three. 
Trace Thompson had a grand slam in the first inning for the Dodgers. Christian Walker hit a solo home run for Arizona. Trace Thompson hit a second home run, a three-run home run in the bottom of the fifth. J.D. Martinez added a solo home run in the seventh. And Trace Thompson adds a third home run, a solo home run in the eighth. The sports media outlets kind of jumped all over that one because if you did not know, Trace Thompson is Clay Thompson's brother, plays for the Warriors. And so they were using the basketball terminology, trace for three. And I would have just said he hits the trace. Espanol. Espanol. Thompson finished with eight RBI. If anyone happens to know what you have to do to get magical sports genes amongst your children, um, I'm interested in knowing that. You have to be good at sports. Someone somewhere. Hey. You're fine. I just suck bad enough to suck the fine out. So, that sounded wrong. (laughs) I negate your fine with my bad. Alright, final score, Los Angeles Dodgers 10, Arizona Diamondbacks 1, or uno. Did you say 10 in Spanish? It's a quiz, I already know it. Yes. I did have to count that on my fingers, guys. Juego Cuatro. Will Smith hits a solo home run in the first. Geraldo Perdomo. I'd go Geraldo. Dang. Geraldo Perdomo ties the game up for the Diamondbacks in the fifth. Diamondbacks, Jake McCarthy forces Brewster Gratterall to field his position with a safety squeeze bunt with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And he cannot handle it. And they take the lead over the Dodgers 2-1. to one. And the final score was Diamondbacks 2, Dodgers 1. Series split. Two to two. <laughs> Say it at the same time. Mid. Next up, we have the Guardians at the Mariners. Final series. Blue. Game one. Scoreless game through seven and a half innings. Matt Brash made Jose Ramirez look silly on a nasty breaking pitch that put him on his back. Ty France had a three-run oppo home run against Karinchek in the bottom of the eighth. Final score. Seattle three. Cleveland, zero. Game two. Bad throw by Teoscar Hernandez. Plates two runs as the ball goes all the way to the dugout and a sack fly gives the guards a 3-1 lead in the third. Turns out that the ball had actually hit Zunino in the back and ricocheted towards the third base dugout. The Mariners even the game back up immediately with a Cal Raleigh two-run double in the bottom of the third. Stephen Kwan hits a ground ball chopper down the third baseline to score two and retake the lead five to three in the top of the fourth. And Kwan adds another two RBI on a single in the fifth for a total of five RBI on the night. Final score, Cleveland nine, Seattle four. Game three. J-Rod gets two hits and a stolen base on his bobblehead night. I would love him as a bobblehead. Why? I don't know. I just think he'd be cool. Um, Josh Naylor hits a solo home run in the fourth, the first home run for Cleveland after 82 at-bats without a single home run. Naylor? Hardly even know her. You married me, so you probably should. And then Andres Jimenez hits the guard's second of the year later in the same game in the seventh. Karen Check strikes out Julio Rodriguez with two out, two on in the eighth. Emmanuel Classe earns his very first save. Final score... Cleveland 2, Seattle 0. Game 4. Julio Rodriguez has a leadoff home run in the first inning. Mike Zunino hits a three-run home run in the top top of the second. Eugenio Suarez and Cal Raleigh add RBI in the third to take a a 4-3 lead for Seattle. Cleveland ties it up in the fifth, with the Mariners trading a run for two outs on a double play. Suarez scores on an error by Josh Bell on the bottom of the fifth to put the Mariners up one. Stephen Kwan gets an RBI single in the seventh. Jose Ramirez scores a go-ahead run on the error by catch by the catcher in extra innings while trying to turn a 1-2-3 double play pitcher to catcher to first base. Trevor Steffen closes the game for Cleveland. The final score after 10 innings is Cleveland 6, Seattle 5. And Cleveland won that series three games to one. 
So what are your thoughts on the opening weekend games as a whole? Like pitch clock, new rules, that kind of thing. The pitch clock is stressful. <laughs> um, while being at the game in person, far less stressful when you're watching at home. In the first game, we felt like we couldn't get up and like go anywhere or do anything without missing something. And it was my first time scorekeeping a game. And I looked down at one point because I thought the Rays had turned a double play. And I had to take a second to figure out what was going on, but I didn't have a second to figure it out because the game was just moving at a rapid pace. And I had to check the MLB app play by play to figure out what the hell happened. Yeah. And it works out that you don't really have time to get up and like go get food or drink because you also don't have time to get up to go to the bathroom. So, yeah, I was I was holding it pretty much the whole time. We took a very different approach to game two and three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as you are uh, hustling, I think you can make it back by the time the clock goes off. As far as going to the bathroom. Getting... I was going to say, ask my chicken tenders how well that went. <laughs> yeah, getting food and stuff does not work out very well. Guys, the stupidest thing happened to us today. It was really disappointing. Never when we are at a game does a player decide to throw a ball in our direction. And after I had spent all of that time getting the chicken tenders in that dumb little bowl that looks like half of a baseball... Jose Siri throws the ball right at our section. It's like a row and a half in front of us. It bounces off all of those huge guys that were trying to catch it and lands in my food, bounces out of my food after I like punch a chicken tender and the people sitting next to us get the ball and don't give it to me. The disrespect. Lost the chicken tender and the ball and... Dignity. And then we never even found the chicken tender. Not that I would have eaten it, but like... <laughs> rest really, in peace. You really would have lost a lot of dignity uh, in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Pitch clock was pretty hectic. I was very stressed out the first, th- first game. Was not stressed at all. Second game we went to. Alcohol helped. Thanks, beverages. Um, bases definitely had an effect. And the pickoff rule which we talked about earlier. So we saw two stolen bases today. We thought we only saw Siri take one, but Wander had one today. Everything blurred together. On whatever show was on while we were getting ready for this, I think it said that there were 70. 41 more than this time in 2022. Four games in, there were 70 total stolen bases, which is pretty exciting i felt like it was it was very more exciting it felt more offensive and exciting i don't know i'm very intrigued to see how the season's gonna go with all these changes i also want to know if the cost of a base is going to go up since it's bigger we're not going to buy another one no we're not we bought one from wrigley field when the rays played there and we had to fly it home from chicago so the rays are one of three teams in major league baseball that are still undefeated. Couldn't be me. Couldn't imagine losing a game this weekend. National League, you're not keeping up. I'm just saying. All-American League team, right? Yeah. Yep. One in each division, obviously. Yeah, we'll let the National League beat up on each other. and Knock them down a few pegs. Yeah. Hopefully we don't lose one of the Nationals now that we... Well. That's it. That's all we got for you. Mike's super short show. Not really... It's... Over an hour right now. Yeah, but a lot of that's mouth vomit. Mm, Literally. And figuratively. (laughs) Both. We had no fangrams today, so guys, send in fangrams. I know it's not official, but I'm going to send in a famgram. Famgram? I'll call it a famgram. My fam. My babe. Co-host. Will had his 30th birthday on Friday. Next year will be his golden birthday, 31 on the 31st. What do you do for people that turn 32 on the 32nd? We question their whole lives, because let's give a quick recap of your birthday. Why? I'm proud of us. I don't even know where you... Oh. We did an escape room (laughs) with our great friend, Brittany. 
just the three of us. It was wizard-themed. In this escape room, of all the escape rooms that they offer at this location, it was the hardest level escape room. And we got out with 15 seconds to spare. It was incredibly stressful. But we did it. You had a little bit of help, but not a lot of help. Some. Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. We had a good time. And then Will got to open up 30 gifts from all of his friends and family. It was a lot of gifts. It took me like an hour to open them. And we have no pictures or videos because... I'm not great at reactions to things. Yeah. Even though he reacted perfectly fine to all of them. But probably because no one was watching. Well, I was watching. And Brady was watching. I was still uncomfortable, I'm not going to lie. Well, we weren't, so it's fine. It's not about you. It's not your birthday. Eh. All right, guys, that's all we got for you today. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, please like, comment, share. Subscribe, follow. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I am most active on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter. I tweet like 18 times a day. We have like 20 followers. I think legit he's up up to like close to 1,500 tweets. Yeah. And that's crazy. A couple months. Yeah. That's so many. So. He's also really funny. Don't tell myself. I'm right here. Oh. We're on all those social media platforms at Baseball Chain. We are going to be more active on TikTok. We have a lot of those coming out soon. Like, probably tomorrow we're going to be posting like 12 videos. Yep. So, be ready for that. All right. We're going to go die now. We're both probably getting sick, so that's fun. Yeah. Good luck to us. Good luck to you guys. Don't get an earworm. This has been the Baseball and Chain Podcast. Till death do us baseball. Rip.